Well, awesome. We're going to dive back into the word this morning in Ezekiel chapter 47, uh, 1 through 12 that we just read. And here, Ezekiel is in this spot, kind of a millennial vision that he is getting from the Lord. Uh, leading towards the nation of Israel being healed and restored. And something that I think all of us right today in our lives, we can all, Lord, we, we could use some of that. We need a little bit of your touch in our nation, in our lives, in our land. We need a, your touch on this earth. And I believe that God can speak to us through what Ezekiel heard here and saw here in Ezekiel chapter 47. In fact, when I think about the church in America, and there's things you see, and there, there's, there's things of, of churches and pastors and groups, I think that we lack the desire or the ability or just the want to of jumping all the way into what God has for us. I think sometimes it's easier for us to be like, I'm just going to dabble my toe in the water, but I don't really want to be all the way in the water. Uh, I, I'm going to dabble my toe in what, what's going on, but I don't know that I want to be taken by what God has. And I believe this is going to be a challenge, even as we just read, to not put our toe in there, but to go all in with what God is and what he is doing. In fact, before we even dive in, we've already read the word, I want to ask you to repeat something after me if you would, it's going to go up on the screen. We're going to say together, as the Lord helps me, I will get in over my head. Now, some of you, you're like, oh, I'm nervous. I don't want to, I don't even want to say that. I don't want to do that. In the Lord, we're going to say this together. If you don't, well, maybe by the end you can say it with us. But we're going to say, as the Lord helps me, I will get in over my head. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. As the Lord helps us, we're going to get in over our head. I didn't even say my own words right, so... That was good. We're going to try it one more time, and I'm going to read it off the sheet like you're reading off the, the screen. It's going to be way better, way better with conviction, starting right here. As the Lord helps me, I will get in over my head. Come on, that's, that's, it's good when your leader says it right, what he's trying to get you to say, isn't it? But God is good. So this morning, Ezekiel chapter 47, we see a few things from Ezekiel that we're just going to pull out this morning. In the first, Ezekiel saw a river. In the first couple of verses here, we see the source. It's, it's from the throne room of God. I, I think we could look at it and, and really represent the spirit of God in our lives, this river and what the spirit wants to do within his church, wants to do within his people. The Holy Spirit is this river coming directly from the Father's throne. There's something to remember that when we jump into what God is doing, we're not jumping into what we want to do or what we are already doing. We're jumping into what God from the throne is calling us to do. So it's an exciting place to be. And depending on your view, it could be a little bit of a nervous place to be. Like we're giving God everything. Yes, that's the goal. Give God everything because the spirit wants to lead us, the source from the throne. Its course is from the altar. Notice that the river, the river came from the altar or the place where sacrifices were made. The water of life, the precious Holy Spirit, comes directly from the altar of Christ's sacrifice on the cross. In fact, he said he had to go so the Spirit could come. And there's something powerful about realizing the God of the universe set it all up. Jesus came. He died for our sins. He rose again. And then the, the comforter, the counselor, the Spirit was sent with us, for us. And when we look here and we think of this river, we're seeing the Spirit of God being poured out upon the land, upon his people. It's force. What, what do we see happen? What does this river do here in these verses? 
there's four things that I think we see really clearly. First of all is that if you think of the Mississippi River, uh, when you think of it, you don't think of the Mississippi River where it starts. Uh, it would be almost like, uh, you know, I take it really close to my house. On the side of my yard, there's uh, some trees and there's a little creek. Okay, if it rains a lot, then that creek will get big. If not, it's just a little teeny trickle. In fact, if it really doesn't rain a lot, there's no trickle at all because it's just dry, right? But the Mississippi River starts as a small thing, just a couple of feet wide. But there's all these feeder streams that comes into the Mississippi, and then you get to the point where what you think of when you think of the Mississippi River, it's had tons of water that's been poured into it. When we think of the kingdom of God, there's not feeder streams that are pouring into the fountain. It's, it's not like this river is being filled up by something. God has all that God needs. He's already won. He's already defeated death, hell, and the grave. He's already victorious. And there's something about realizing I can take the pressure off of myself. Because today you're not some feeder stream that makes God powerful. God's way too big and too powerful for that. Now, at the same time, God, for some reason, even when it comes to worship, he invites us to come and be a part of what he does. He invites us not to like pour our own water or like add on to the stream, but he invites us to get in the stream and be used by him and let his power be poured forth from his church, from you. But we don't have some responsibility of trying to make God God. God is God. God is holy. He's righteous. He's our savior. He's our creator. He's our Lord. He is all things already. You're not going to add to that. But he welcomes you to get in to what he's doing and to be a part of the kingdom of God and the river, the spirit as he moves. No feeder streams. But then we see a few things later on in these verses, in verse 8, 9, and 12. We see that it could heal. This river made the sea water pure when it flowed. Now, I've been to a place we went to on a vacation. It was actually in Myrtle Beach, and we had a blast. But there was this river that kind of came in, and it was, it was maybe as wide as like one section. It was a pretty good amount of water. And, you know, that water was, was not salt water. It was, uh, it was fresh water. But it would flow into the ocean, and I found it amazing that instantly that water was not fresh anymore. The ocean took over the freshness. The salt took over the freshness. It didn't happen the other way around. But here we see that the water flows. It flows into the sea. It flows into the Dead Sea. And all of a sudden, there's freshness. There's life. There's healing that happens. And when the power of God and the Spirit of God shows up in your life, you don't pollute the power of God like the ocean does our fresh water when you go to the ocean. No, the power of God goes and takes over that salt, that death, and brings life, which means today that there's healing that flows in the river of God. There's healing that flows with the power of God and his spirit in our life. And we should expect that wherever the spirit goes and the spirit touches, that what was dead now comes to life. It changes our perspective. I don't have to add something to the kingdom of God. I just get to be a part of the kingdom of God. I get to flow in the kingdom of God. And wherever the spirit of God moves and touches, we should expect healing and life and wholeness to follow. Going on even in the next verse, it says, When the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live, and there will be many, very many fish. For this water goes there, that the waters of the sea may become fresh, so everything will live where the river goes. There's a revive that take, takes place. There's a revival that happens. Everything this river touches is transformed. 
And there's something about realizing that the God of the universe who sent his son to die on a cross for our salvation did not only die so one day we get to go to heaven. And I'm going to be real, I'm, I'm pretty happy with heaven. Like, let's, heaven's going to be great. I, I don't think any of us can even fathom what heaven's going to be like. We can read some verses and we can say, "Woo, this is going to be awesome. I think we're going to get to heaven and we're just going to be like, I couldn't even possibly have imagined how awesome our God is. To be in his physical presence in that way. To see him, to gaze upon him. What heaven is going to be is going to be amazing. But God did not only save us so we could get to heaven. He saved us and he wants to heal us and he wants to restore us. He wants to revive you right where you are. That whatever your past was, wherever you've come from, whatever you did this week or this morning, God wants to bring healing and wholeness and revival to you. Revive you and do something powerful. That's what his spirit does. And when we come and say, Lord, I want you, yes, Lord, if, if, if I want you, then I need to expect my life to look different. I have to expect everything we do to be different. As a church family, we expect more than just some people coming together and trying to have unity. No, we expect that we're going to have unity. We're going to walk in love. We're going to share the gospel with the people around us. And we're going to see the power of God revive people who did not and could not even know what that was like. But now they experience the power of God. And his word. And verse 12 kind of finishes that thought off. And on the banks on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of, true, of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither nor their fruit fail, but they will bear fresh fruit every month. Because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. The spirit of God brings fruit and freshness. In fact, I believe that so often in our lives, we miss what God is doing. We don't feel fulfilled in our life. We don't feel like we have purpose in our life because we're not walking in the spirit of God. And when we walk in the spirit of God, we have freshness. We have fruit that has always come from us. It's not the same mundane life that we live. We may go to the same building for work, or we might come home to the same house and the same family. But when we're walking in the spirit of God, there's a freshness because every day, like, Lord, what are you going to do today? I'm going to go where a whole lot of people don't know the love of Jesus. And today, Lord, I want to be prayed up. I'm ready to hear you and you speak and I'm going to speak. You call me to pray. I'm going to pray. You call me to move. I'm going to, whatever it is. And there's a freshness when you realize I'm not just going to go and punch the time clock, but I'm going to go punch the time clock and they're going to pay me for eight hours a day to be ministers of the gospel, to bring the power of God. Something happens when there's a freshness in the spirit. When Holy Spirit moves, his presence will be manifested by fruit and freshness. And his life will flow from you. There's something about it. He saw the river, the Spirit of God moving. Then it goes on, and you could say he surveyed. The man that was with Ezekiel uh, showed him and carried him along with him. And uh, you, you see here that he gets in ankle deep. Uh, then he gets in knee deep. We see that he gets in waist deep. And when I think about these levels, it's like, Lord, I want you. Yeah, I'm going to put my toe in the water. There's something, if you go to a river and you put your toe in, uh, that's good. But if you're going to swim or you're going to do something fun in a river or a pond or a pool, your toe, it doesn't really get much accomplished. Right? Maybe you say, oh, I'm going to go knee in. And they've got some stairs and you can kind of step and you're like, yeah, sure. Maybe in a water, a, a stream, uh, that's good. You can start to maybe feel some current. But God is not calling us to just, Lord, I, I got, I know who you are. 
He's not calling us even maybe to go knee deep. And maybe, maybe some of the picture here is, is people that begin to start praying, begin to start getting on their knees before the Lord, which is a huge step. But I don't think God's calling us just to get to know him a little. He's not calling us to just every once in a while spend a few minutes on, on our knees. He's calling us to start getting in waist deep. And why is that important? When you get into a flowing river, when your toes in, it's not really moving you. When you're at ankle deep, it's got to be a pretty fast moving river or that, that you're not going to get swept away. But you start getting in waist deep and it starts to move you a little bit. If you've ever been in that sort of a flowing river, it starts to, you know, you start to kind of get off balance maybe. You start to get moved around a little bit by the river. In my mind, just this vision or, or picture of it, that flowing river. And then if you've been in rapids and there's big, huge rocks, and all of a sudden the river width is the same, and now it smashes all the water into a small place. If you're waist high going through one of those spots, it starts to move you around. And the Spirit of God, what I believe is being said here, is you, we got to get in over our toe in or over our knee and over our waist because if we continue with the survey of the river... Ezekiel, it says, swam in the river in verse 5. He, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass through, for the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in, a river that could not be passed through. And this is important, that when we stop being just, ah, my toe or my knee or even my waist, but now I cannot pass through this on my own, it's when all of a sudden we start to say, Lord, I'm just going to get all the way in. I'm going to get all the way in with what you want. I'm going to get all the way in with what you want me to do. I am full in with the presence of God. In fact, I am not a swimmer. I don't really like swimming. Uh, I can swim, I think, fine. I don't drown, so I think that's good. You know, I'm, I'm, that's a good thing. But I normally don't swim. And the main reason is because I normally come and I put my toe in the water and I say, way too cold for me. Way too cold. I have no desire. They'll be like, it's like 85 degrees. I'm like, well, 90 would be better. That's too cold. Like hot tub, that's what I'm talking about. If there was just some hot tub pools, I would probably swim a whole lot more. I'd probably also hyperventilate and die of heat exhaustion, but that's all right. But when I get in the water, I'm not going to go one foot at a time because if I do, I will not get in that pool. There is no way because I hate it. I don't want cold. And then to my leg, it's like, no. Uh, I'm not doing the slow entry thing into the water. I believe God is calling, us for, his uh, calling for his church to stop putting the toe in, stop putting the knee in, and start to just get in. Dive into what God has. Let him carry you away. Too deep to pass. In other words, you get in that thing, and it starts to take you where it wants to take you. A couple of years ago, I was out in Wyoming, and I was thinking about this. just came to my mind. We were on a trip. There were about 12 guys that were part of this multiplier, pastor's multiplier trip. It was awesome. Wyoming, by the way, Jackson Hole area, like, is awesome. If you've never been there and you like to travel, it's a really cool place to go. But we were whitewater rafting, and you're whitewater rafting, and there's, like, mountains everywhere all around you, beautiful. I mean, just tremendous. And there were some cool things we got to do. But one spot, the guy is like, hey, if you guys want to get out and, you know, swim in the water, go for it. Which I will say... That water was freezing. It was so cold. But you're in, you're in Wyoming. You're like, okay, fine. So we, we jump out. Pastor John, our network superintendent, he kind of gets out. Uh, if you know him, he's, he's tall. He's a tall guy. And he kind of got out, and he's just floating. And the water's just kind of taking him wherever it would go. And it's a still place, but even 
it's, there's still movement happening. And he got kind of farther and farther away from the, the boat, uh, from the raft, and, you know, everybody else kind of started coming back. So at some point, our guide, just to kind of mess with them, was like, hey, we got to get back in the boat. The rapids are coming. At which case, I mean, which was true, but like way up there. I mean, there was no, we weren't anywhere near. Uh, Pastor John is like, goes from floating on his back to like trying to get back to that boat. And there was just enough current that he felt like he wasn't making a lot of gains on the boat. He felt like he was downstream of it, like he wasn't going to make it back. He's like flopping around and splashing. And I just, in my mind, I'm like, Lord, I want to be in a place where we're just floating in your presence, where we're just splashing around in your presence. And we don't really have the strength or the control anymore because we don't have our feet planted anymore, which means I can't do a lot. I can, I can flail my arms, but that's about all I got. And when the current's going, your little arms aren't going to cut it. It's not going to get it done. And you're not going to just get back in that boat just because you want to. But when you just kind of are on the bank, you just barely are in, it's pretty easy to step out and go do your own thing. But when you give your life fully to God, and you let the Spirit lead, everything changes. Everything looks different. Everything is, is made new and whole in a powerful way. And that's what God calls us to, is to swim in the river. He calls us to not take it easy, but to be all in the power of the gospel. A few things we see, I think, when we think of swimming in a river. When you wade out this deep, you've moved beyond your ability. When you get to the place where you let Holy Spirit lead you and guide you and take you, it's not because you're great. It's not because you have the skill or the power. In fact, it no longer really matters what you do because God is taking you. You're, you're out past your own there, there's something about the river of God, and when we're out past ourselves, fully reliant on him, I would say God does not want you to get where you can get. He doesn't want you to make it where you can make it. He wants you to get where you can't make it, except for his power. And today, if you're trying to do it on your own, you're trying to get to this spot, let God take you where he wants you to get, where you can't make it on your own. When you wade out this deep, you no longer support yourself. You're not in charge. You have given yourself to Holy Spirit, to his leading, to his guiding. In fact, you begin watching the Lord conduct his business as he carries you along with him. And this is a big moment in a, in a life of a, a Christian when all of a sudden you start to say, this isn't my business and my life and my desires anymore, but Lord, what is your business in my life? What is your business in my community? What is your business in my home, in my job, in my state? What is your business? I'm just going to get carried along with what you are doing. Pastor Ethan, uh, he's been attending our church the last several months, and uh, he's not with us here today, but he, a couple weeks ago, he went to get pizza. And if you're like me, pizza is really good, like really hot, or like two days old and heated up. Like, but if it's just... You know, it gets cold right away. It's no good. It's got to be one or the other. So he gets the pizza, gets in his car, sets it down, and he feels God say, you need to go pray for someone inside that pizza place where he just came out of. So as any good Christian would do, he's like, okay, Lord, and starts praying in his car. And he's like, I felt God tell me, I said go. I didn't say pray here. You know that. Uh, I, I, like, I, think that I don't know if it had that flair to it, but that's how I would imagine God talking to me. So it was good. And uh, so he goes back inside, and he's like, hey, 
I just got in my car and I felt that someone needed prayer. Is there anybody that you need prayer? Like to all of the workers behind the thing. And one girl's like, I need prayer. And like, hey boss, is it right if I take my break? And so he talks with her. He encourages her. He leads her to the Lord. She becomes a follower of Jesus because he didn't do his own thing, but he was on the business of God, not his own. Then he asked and another lady came up and he prayed with her and encouraged her. Then at the end, it was like, hey, this is, I, I don't want to be weird, but he like gave like a two-minute little sermon to all the workers, like as they're working, and they wanted it. Like it wasn't weird, and they were like, what's wrong with this guy? But like th- it was God leading. And there's something that happens when we stop saying, Lord, what if someone thinks I'm a little bit weird? Or my business is to get my pizza, and I want to eat my pizza when it's hot. I don't want it to be cold. But what happens when we start saying, Lord, your business, you don't really care probably about my pizza and if it's hot or not. But you care that that young lady comes to know Jesus. And you care that that manager gets to experience Jesus. And you care that, actually, I didn't know, but the young lady's sister all of a sudden is like, hey, you got to get back in church. And, and this time, and they're going to go to church together. And that's what God cares about. When we're moved in his presence, something powerful happens. When you wade out this deep, you've given yourself up to the will of the river. You lose your own goals, ambitions, dreams. You're just in it for what God is doing. You're in it for the spirit to move you. It no longer matters what I used to think or what I used to want or I used to desire because all of a sudden our desires start to look like the desires of God. And that's a fun spot when you start seeing, I used to think I wanted this, but I have no desire anymore. Because God has laid something so much more important, so much more valuable, so much more freeing, so much more whole in my life. He wants you to be totally, 100% surrendered to him and his will for your life. And last, when you wade out this deep, you're just happy to be carried by the river. You start to love life. You're just happy to be in the river. Pastor John floating on his back in that freezing cold water. I was thinking about how cold it was. He was just having a great time. Looking at literally the mountains all around him. You're just good to go. You're good to float in the river. And there's something in our spirit when we start to say, Lord, I'm just good to float wherever you want me to go, wherever you want me to do, however you want me to act. I'm good. I'm with you. It's no longer my will. My feet are no longer on the ground. That river we were in was deep. You weren't just going to touch the ground. There was no way. And Lord, help us to be those people that we just float in what you're doing. We're led into what you do. We're your hands and your feet. We're your ministers of the gospel everywhere we go. There are two more things in the word that just jumped out at me before we leave. In verse 3 and 4, he says, he brought me through the waters. And as a takeaway today, I want you to know there's people you feel like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if God's going to do it. If you submit yourself to the things of God, he will bring you through whatever you're going through. If you're struggling, if you have issues or problems, or maybe there's, there's anxiety or depression or, or things and thoughts that you, you don't want to have, today, God will bring you through. Call out to God. He's not going to leave you where you were. He died for you. He loves you for your salvation, but for your wholeness and for your healing. He'll bring you, th- he'll bring you through. And the deeper you go, the harder it is to jump, to jump out. We talk about groups here. We believe in groups because when you have friends that are part of a church, it's harder to get away. 
when you've jumped all the way into the things of God, it's hard to get away from what God is doing because you just want to get in to the river. You're all the way in, and now you can't jump out. When you're on the edge, it's easy just to hop out. Be like, that's too cold. That's too weird. That's too whatever. But when you're in, you start to say, Lord, you are so good. You are so powerful and mighty and faithful and true, and I'm never getting out. I'm never getting out of what you do, what you want me to do of who I am in you. For the Rad fam to experience revival, we must get in, get away from the shore, and give God complete control. That's where your pastor's at. I want to be all the way in. I don't want to be even anywhere near the shore. I want the Holy Spirit to lead me. And I pray and believe that as a church, we want the Holy Spirit to lead us. Which means it's time. Don't dabble in the river. Don't dabble in the things of the Spirit. But let the goodness of God overcome you where it says, I cannot pass through. I can't even myself, but I'm going to get in. I'm going to let God move me and take me where he would have me to be. The God of the universe. He loves you. He cares for you. He is the best for you. Don't leave it any short of the best. He's so good. Now this morning, we're going to spend a couple minutes in prayer and we're going to go a little longer than we normally do. Hope you're good with that. If not, just change your plans. It's going to be a good, good thing. But this morning, I am really excited because for a long time, God has laid uh, a thing on my heart, something that I believe we should do as a church family. And we are at the point where we believe this is the season, this is the time, this is the moment. And so I want to invite Pastor Stephen uh, to come on up here to make his way to the front. Let's give him a hand while he does. Come on. He is our uh, pastor of Revive Church right down the street, about 20 minutes uh, southeast of us. And uh, we have been able to be a part with him for the last, I, you said last service, five years, six years, uh, six years. And I just want him to share a little bit. We're going to have some questions uh, uh, just of his family, of his church, where he's at. But God is so good and keeps on moving. And so I just want to be sure you all know him a little bit like we know him. And uh, so, Pastor Steve, we're just going to start ground level. First, your church is like 20 minutes from here, right? Hilltop. Where's that, where's that at? Yeah, literally just 15, 20 minutes south and a little, little east of here, yeah. Yep, which is perfect. Now, could you tell us just a little bit about your family? Uh, you, you're into big families like... Yeah, big families like mine. I so. hear that's popular here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, so tell us a little bit about, about your family. Yeah, I'm, I've been married for 16 years uh, to, uh, to the same person. And Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, she's uh, Evelyn. Uh, the one in the middle, the really pretty one. And, <laughs> and I've got, that's when we uh, visited Times Square Church uh, this, this past summer. It was a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, I've got four, four boys and one girl. She's right in the middle. I call her my rose among thorns. <laughs> and uh, she's with me here today somewhere in the back. Oh, there she is. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they're, they're, they're great kids. All of them play, uh, play instruments. A lot of them are p participate in the worship team and with the church and do a lot of that. Um, in fact, that's why they're not here. Most of them aren't here with me. My wife plays the guitar and sings, and and my um, and my boys are involved in various aspects. Love it, love it. Great family. We love hanging out with them, and uh, it is so good. So 
Could you give us maybe a little bit of the journey and kind of just what's led you kind of to here, a little your life, a little your church? Yeah, so we planted September 21st of 2014, and uh, that was, uh, we launched a City Reach church, and we, and we you know, God called us, uh, called me and Evelyn, really, and, you know, there's geographically, there's uh, Georgesville to Central and Fisher Road to Climb or Valley View neighborhood to the to the anyway there there's if you know if you know the area that's that's my box Georgesville to Central Fisher to Climb that's that's my box and and God has God has told me this is this is your city and uh, and and I am I've been fiercely praying for this city uh, and I feel. Uh, so called to it in 2016 you guys picked us up as a as a prayer focus and we felt the we felt the environment really shift uh you guys and um the the whole gross family the pastor or uh dr david and mary uh so encouraging and um and in 2018 is when we changed our name to revive not revival we want to be an active part of reviving the hilltop and um and uh, we want to, you know, we we changed our name. We came under you guys, uh, and we've been growing steadily ever since. And we were we were in some rented spaces. Um, twenty twenty happened. We got kicked out of the rec center, so we were in parks and stuff. And like I mentioned, we kind of grew while we were outside in the parks. And then when we had to go inside because of the cold. That's when we lost some real steam there in 2020. I thought that was great. I think we're going to try that here this summer is we're just going to do all parks all summer long. <laughs> I don't know. That's amazing. They grow in the park. I love it. Yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun and um, and it lent itself it lent itself well. I think uh, and in the summer we've done like Bible studies out, outside too. That's a lot of fun. Um, anyway, so we're so uh, a couple a couple in this church blessed us big time. Most of you saw that a couple years ago with that $100,000 towards towards the building. We were able to get into the building uh, January of 2021. Um, and that has been that has been awesome. We've been we've been growing. We've been seeing salvations, seeing baptisms. Uh, God has been using us using that building using using our connections to the others around us to really to to really bring change to really bring revival to the hilltop. Um, last week we saw, uh, we, we did, we did six more baptisms last week. Mom. One of them was my own son. That was yes. pretty cool. Um, me too. I got to baptize my son last week. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Praise God. And, and that's, um, you know, God, God's been doing things, you know, the numbers that we get on a regular basis now, or, you know, six years ago would have been like, Oh my gosh, something's <laughs> happening, you know, and and so God, God is God is really, really bent. Uh, just just like like you said, we jumped in, and He has been just taking us on this current, and and we uh, we're over our heads for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What is going on? Maybe some exciting things right now. A revived church, your building, maybe other things. Yeah, yeah. So so right now. Um, uh, Physically, with the building, we're doing we're we're doing a remodel. Uh, so so it was a beautiful building, very pristine, very well kept, old Church of Christ style. Uh, but it it wasn't functional for the space that uh, for 
for the needs of the community that's there now. And so what we're doing is we're, we took out the pews, we replaced it with some chairs. Those are, <laughs> those are my crazies up there. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so you see the chairs there, and we're going to be able to have banquets up there. And um, downstairs is, is nice, but it's more like a large hallway, and so you can get about 30, 40 people down there. And see, down there, that's, that's probably about 40 people, 35, 40 people. And it's, it gets kind of crowded, so upstairs we're going to have plenty of room. We're going to turn all that into classrooms, and, and so and we're installing... Um, uh, you know, you know Dan. Obviously, yeah. we're installing showers and washer dryer hookups. Uh, we're gonna put um, in long term. We want to open it up, make it more ADA accessible, because we've got a lot of people living on disability and SSI on the hilltop, and we want to make it as accessible for from every single angle. And so, so I, I'm excited. God, God's really been blessing and. Um, and I'm talking too long. No, you're good. I love it. I love it. So let me, maybe, this is the hard one. Like in a minute, maybe <laughs> two, share a little of the vision God has given you. Like future, what are things you see Revive doing? Things that uh, you just, you've just kind of like wound up. You're ready to go as God would allow. Yeah, I, I, am, I am super stoked to, you know, as we, as we make some of these improvements, as we, as we change up to be able to be a, a warming and a cooling center. Uh, so we can, uh, so in the, in the winter, like, with especially with the announcement you just gave, we we can be a uh, uh, we can have people there on a regular basis, yeah. so we can open up for the summer for homeless or whatever, because they have to leave the shelters in the morning and be out during the day, uh, a safe place where they can be, uh, get some food, get get discipled, get encouraged, and then and then also in the winter, so they can come out of the out of the hot uh, the cold weather, yeah. um, and then. I want to do hope homes. Those are, uh, I want, I would love to do three homes of discipleship where it's ongoing discipleship where people don't have to uh, worry about their, where they're going to lay their head and their, and where their next meal is coming for. If, if, if we can help someone take care of that for a period of time, six months to a year, and, and we can help them really work on these other things, that we can we can we can execute a real whole life discipleship model with yeah. these hope homes, and that's and that's really what we're trying to go for is a whole life discipleship model. And also, um, there's a there's a, I mentioned to you that across the street there's a storefront that I pray pray that the Come owner on. would would just donate it or Come something on. like that. That would that would be awesome. I I would really like to build a, a skills and development center and. And things like that. We've already got some people who are kind of close to retiring who would love to just get on that project and 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 help that. And so, so God is putting everything in place. Uh, and and uh, and and also uh, daycare over there. That's a huge need. A lot of a lot of people. I I only have a little bit of time, but it's needed. It's very needed. Yep. Really, really good quality, not shady. Uh, Childcare uh, is is needed, and um, and God is God has been lining things up so we can we can really meet the community's needs, and we can really center the gospel in everything that we do. All the changes that we're doing to the building, 
every square inch of that building, every square inch of the parking lot, every every blade of grass is going to scream the gospel. Come on, and 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 we and we we're, we're excited to see the revival coming. Come on, and uh, let's give him a hand. Come on, what a vision! And there's a whole lot more. Uh, he could talk for hours. He could talk for hours. And every time I get with him, it just builds my faith. And that's why I am so excited because for a long time. There were two things that I've been praying that God would do. The first is that they would have a building that they could be launched out of, they could do services in, and then launched to the community. And thankfully, a couple years ago, that happened. And what a blessing. I think you said that this year, you, the last 12 months, you grew like 18%, and maybe yeah. about the same the year before. So you keep doing that. Come on. <laughs> Kingdom of heaven is growing and expanding. Uh, that's amazing. And the second thing is that he's doing all of this while working 40, 50 hours, maybe more some weeks, uh, in a, a secular job. And my prayer has been, if Pastor Stephen could be full-time, the vision and what he's already accomplishing, what would happen if he was full-time? And so this year is a part of our budget. In the next two years, we've committed to Pastor Stephen that we're going to pay his salary. So he has already put in his two weeks notice. He's only like two weeks away from stepping out of his secular job. So he's going to be able to put full-time into the ministry of Revive Church. And we are so excited about it. I am so stoked. Thank you. You you have no idea how, I mean, you do. I probably told you a hundred times, but <laughs> thank you. And just so you know, our goal, and this is what I wanted to be sure for him. It's not like we are, we tell him everything he has to do. We're just here to support him. We're here to lift his arms up. And uh, we believe that God is going to continue to do what he's been doing and even take it to another level. This summer, there's going to be a national missions trip, basically, that's coming that you all can be a part of. Uh, seek and save right before the last week of July. I, I pray we have a bunch that are going to be a part. We're believing for a Spanish church that's going to be launched, a Spanish-speaking uh, service out of, out of their church or in their church. There's so many things that he believes, he's asking God for, and we just believe that God's going to do it. And Ray, I want to say thank you for saying yes to God. Thank you, because we, we can't just want to do that. It only happens because you're faithful to the call of God individually. We're thankful when we come together as a church family, and we're, we're able to say, we get to be a support to you in blessing you personally. That remodel uh, here in March, our goal is to give $25,000 to help bring that over the finish line for at least stage one. And hey, if God would lay on somebody's heart, their dream for the full building remodel, uh, take a whole lot more than, than that. And so we're just asking God, both from Radiant Life and the surrounding areas for people, I don't know, some businessman that would come up and say, hey, we want to be a part. But we're believing that it's going to be remodeled so literally every square inch of that place can, like you said, scream Jesus. And so thank you, Pastor Stephen, for giving up your Sunday, for coming and hanging out with us. And uh, we just love you so much. We're so incredibly thankful for you. Let's give him one more round of applause this morning. And this morning before we leave, maybe four or five more minutes, I want us to take a few moments and say, Lord, what is it that you might have for us? Is there something where we've been dabbling our toe in, but maybe like Pastor Stephen, he's been asking and dreaming, and now he's stepping out of the secular job and taking the minister salary, which is maybe not quite exactly the same, but he says, Lord, I'm all in. I'm all in. He, he laughed right there if you couldn't hear him, right? He, he's like, I'm all in. I'm diving in, not looking back. I'm not going to step back up on the shore. And maybe in your life there's something, somewhere that God has called you or somewhere he's asked you and you just haven't been all in yet. I would pray that God will take you all in.
Lord, that's our prayer today. Whatever you want to do, we get all the way in. No more dabbling, no more knee or waist high, but Lord, where we can't do it on our own, where you take us where you want to take us. So Lord, maybe specific words that you've given to people or specific calls. Lord, today we make the final decision to be all in with you. The message of your gospel, proclaiming who you are. So Lord, I pray that this week, just by how we live and how we act and how we come prepared to work, Lord, we would be your ministers of the gospel to share your love, to proclaim your goodness. We love you. Thank you for Revive Church and Pastor Stephen. Lord, thank you for this church who's so faithful to give and to be a part of what you're doing, Lord, so we can go way beyond what we're doing here, but go to the rest of the world. Lord, we love you. We thank you. And we praise you. You are so good today, Jesus. You're so good. You're so good. We glorify you. We lift you up and exalt you. In your name we pray. Amen. Church, God is so good. He's so good. Excited for the future. Excited for what God has. Uh, before we close up this morning, definitely, hey, say hi to Pastor Stephen this morning. We don't get him here often, but love it when he's around. Uh, also, be sure Pastor David and Bethany over the next couple weeks, love on them, bless them, encourage them. And wanted you to also know that yesterday, actually, our board, Pastor's Board of Ministry team, uh, this has been planned in a process. So we actually yesterday hired our new youth pastor that'll be coming in in May. And so it's, it's great when God works out details and works out plans. And so you can know that, that God is moving, he's showing up. So we want to bless Pastor David and Bethany uh, here over the next couple of weeks. And then we get to look forward to what he has as he just keeps taking Radiant Life Church into the future. And we'll be able to announce who that is and some of that process here real soon. Also this morning, as you exit, there'll be some uh, ushers in the hallways with green or, uh, papers uh, that just talk about what we're doing. Last week, if you had little cards, uh, it's a bigger version that's now filled in with this next step uh, and Pastor Stephen and Revive Church. So be sure to grab one of those. And my last thing before we send you out is this morning, if you're new with us, you've never been to a party with the pastor, never uh, maybe met me or my wife, uh, we would love for you to join us in the glass room right on the other side of that wall. Uh, come join us five minutes. We would love to just talk a little bit about the church, uh, where we're going, and really how we can be a blessing and serve you. We believe we're more than just people that come to a service, but we're the Rad Fam. We're family, and we would love to communicate, to talk to you, and get to know you. So if you're new, please come check it out in the glass room for five minutes right about now, here in a moment. We love you all. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here, for being a part. Let's go give our world Jesus as we're all in with him. Let's let him lead us and guide us this week. This week, be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus. Party with the Pastors begins right now.